So I want to welcome everyone here to our sanctuary at St. Columbus Church. I know that Dr. Nemo has already done that as we began, but I'm very grateful for you being with us and for allowing us to be with you. I think we can all agree that our praise and worship that we've had today, the talk that Dr. Nemo delivered has been powerful and a great way for each of us to begin our celebration of Pentecost. To really enter into this weekend, this time in which we are able to receive again the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I feel very blessed to be able to minister with Dr. Nemo. Uh, you might know this, but he's preached in more than 40 countries around the world. He's someone who's definitely anointed with the gift of the Holy Spirit and lives his anointing in the ministry that he performs. And so it's a blessing that we get to minister to you today, to be with you and to pray with you. As I said, we're here to celebrate on this vigil of, the Pente of Pentecost. For 50 days, we have been celebrating this season of Easter. For 50 days, we've been reminding ourselves of, of this ancient truth that St. Augustine once said, that we are an Easter people. For 50 days, we've been entering into this season, this time in our life, that allows us to be reminded that God is the one who has victory over death. For 50 days, we've been celebrating the fact that the cross has become our sign of victory. For 50 days, we've been announcing to the world that Jesus Christ is alive. And now after 50 days of experiencing and encountering the risen Jesus present in our midst, we celebrate this feast of Pentecost. That on this 50th day in the season of Easter, we are reminded that, that God is alive. And that God is present to each of us. I think in a real way, as we celebrate Pentecost, we can be reminded of the words that's written in the book of Deuteronomy, a promise that God makes to God's people, that God will always be with us, that God will never forsake us, that God never abandons us. Friends, I think that is the good news for us as we celebrate Pentecost today, that this gift of the, the Spirit that we receive on the day of our baptism this gift of the Spirit that we are renewing ourselves in today is the promise, is the gift, is the very presence of the God who promises to never abandon. That for all of these generations, for more than 2,000 years, it has been our mission as church to announce to the world that Jesus is alive, that God is always present. That we live in this gift of God's Spirit that dwells within each of us. As we heard Dr. Nemo say that, that we stand in a moment of meeting a new Pentecost to take place in our lives and in the life of this world. As we think of everything that's happening in our country and our world this very day, we need to be living as the ministers of the Spirit that God has anointed us to be. That we, each of us, have the power to bring the Spirit of God, the presence of God, the love of God, the joy of God, the peace of God into our worlds. I think that's why it's so powerful today as we hear the readings for the vigil of Pentecost that we read from the 37th chapter of the prophet Ezekiel. Now I'm sure that this is a reading of a scripture that you've heard 
can speak to our experiences where we find ourselves standing this very day. Uh, now in the story in chapter 37, we hear Ezekiel having this dream that becomes very lifelike for him. He's standing in the valley of dry bones. He's standing in the midst of this place and has an encounter with the Lord. It's in this valley of dry bones. It's in this place of destruction and death and decay that the Lord asks Ezekiel a powerful question. Ezekiel is standing in the midst of this place where a battle had just taken place. And everywhere that Ezekiel looks, in every direction that he looks, with every move that he takes, Ezekiel is surrounded by these dry bones. I mean, it's this poetic way of telling us that these bones that were there in the valley, that these lives, that, that these bones represented, were truly dead. They weren't just bones. They were dry bones. I mean, it's Ezekiel's way of, of telling us just how dead these bones were. Everywhere Ezekiel looks, it's nothing but destruction. And then the Lord asks this question in verse 3 of chapter 37 of Ezekiel. Some of man, can these bones come back to life? Can these bones come back to life? I mean, Ezekiel was standing in a place that was a hopeless situation. He was immersed, surrounded by death, destruction, and decay in every direction that he looked. And the Lord asks a question. Can these bones come back to life? Now I'm guessing that none of us have ever stood in a valley of dry bones like Ezekiel's dream, like this prophecy that we hear. But all of us, as disciples of Jesus, as human beings, as, as followers of Christ in our world, we have stood in places where we have felt overwhelmed. Moments that we've stood where Ezekiel stood, in a place that felt hopeless, being asked questions that, that don't seem to have an answer, being faced with situations that seem to be impossible. It's the moments when we've been in doctor's offices and received diagnose, diagnoses that we weren't ready for. It's been times when our finances have been all jacked up and, and we didn't know how it was that we would pay our bills. It's been the moments that we've gone through divorces and breakups and, and have had relationships fall apart. It's been the times where there's been dysfunction in our families. It's in this moment where there's violence and racism that run rampant in our country. There's moments in this life and on this journey, that you and I are faced with a question from the Lord that seems impossible to answer. Can those places of dryness in your life, can those dry bones within you, can, can those dry bones in our country come back to life? And the reason why I love this chapter of Ezekiel and love this encounter that Ezekiel has with the Lord is because of the response that Ezekiel gives. Lord, you alone know the answer to that. I think that this is a powerful word, a powerful response that Ezekiel makes. He isn't trying to dodge the question. I don't think he was being flippant in his answer. He isn't avoiding what it is that the 
he recognized in that place of being overwhelmed that only the Lord knows the answer. How true that is for each of us. That in the moments that we have felt overwhelmed, in the times that, that we have felt hopeless, in the face of what seems to be impossible, we've had to surrender ourselves and say that only the Lord knows what the future holds. Ezekiel begins to prophesy over those dry bones. Now, not speaking his own words, but prophesying in the name of the Lord, speaking the words that the Lord had given to Ezekiel. And then he begins to prophesy over the breath, prophesy over the spirit. And the, the scripture tells us that this rattling, this thunderous noise begins to take place, that that which was disconnected becomes connected once again. That's when he prophesies over the spirit that the dry bones begin to live again. That the bones are connected and the sinews are connected and the flesh is put on the bones that the dry bones begin to live again. Ezekiel reminds us of the spirit that we hear about in chapter 1 of the book of Genesis. The spirit that hovered over the chaos of the waters at the very dawn of creation. Ezekiel reminds us of that same spirit, that same breath that was breathed into Adam, the first human person. Ezekiel foreshadows the spirit that would descend upon Jesus as he was there in the river Jordan on the day of his baptism. Ezekiel is speaking about the spirit that you and I received on the day of our baptism. Ezekiel is speaking about this breath, this ruha, this, this gift of God's life that is within each of us. That is on this day of Pentecost that we are reminded that it is God's breath that allows us to live. It's God's breath, God's exhale into our world through Jesus on the cross that allows us to find life, to find life in abundance. That's why I think as we celebrate Pentecost this weekend, we cannot forget the words that George Floyd spoke as his face was there on the ground in the streets of Minneapolis. As a police officer's knee was upon his neck, the last words, some of the last words that George Floyd spoke were the words, I can't breathe. Not the first time in our country that we've heard an African-American man say those same words. That our country, in this moment, is experiencing the destruction and the decay and the death because of the act of violence of an individual this past Monday. We stand in a moment as a country where we're watching our cities burning. We stand in a moment over these last weeks as a country where, where we have felt the, the effect of 100,000 people losing their life to COVID-19. We stand in a moment as, as a people of faith where, where we recognize the destruction that families have experienced because of the coronavirus. We hear the stories of, of farmers and business owners who are in a place of financial decay because of restrictions that have been placed upon them. That as we celebrate this great feast of Pentecost this weekend, there is a longing and a yearning in our country to experience this gift of life to be reminded of the God who has victory over death and destruction and decay. 
to be reminded as we wait for this celebration of Pentecost that God is the one who's able to allow those dry places, those dry bones in our lives to live again. But God doesn't do that work in a vacuum or in a far distant place. God does that work of bringing life into our world through each and every one of us. That is the gift of Pentecost. That is what it means for you and I to be living as church in our world this very day. That it is because of God's breath that is within us that you and I are anointed to be the ministers of the Holy Spirit in our world. And as we think of all of those places of pain and hurt and trauma, all of those people in our country who feel disenfranchised and living on the margins, all those who today are speaking truth to power, we are reminded how necessary and how needed each of us are to be living as a current of the Holy Spirit. See, a current is a continuous movement. That's what our reflection today has been all about. This continuous movement of God's grace, this continuous movement of God's love, this continuous movement of God's joy, this continuous movement of God's peace that has been at work since the very beginning, before time itself was ever a thing. You and I, are invited to be the agents, the ministers, the conduits of this grace, this current of God's Spirit that's being poured out into our world. Look, I don't know everything that you might be going through this day. I don't know what you woke up with on your heart this morning. I don't know what's been weighing you down and been your burden over these last days or weeks. But it's in this moment as we celebrate Pentecost with one another, that God invites us to bring all of that and to lay it down here so that God can bring new life into you, into me, into us. And then in turn, it's our mission to share that gift of life and love in our world. The Lord asks you today, can these dry bones come to life?